Eagle looking great. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. My name is Anthony. And my name is Chris. Christopher. Or Christopher. There it is. Whichever one you prefer. Yeah, he's not going to answer to either. Wow, that's an old one. Yeah, <laughs> that is a uh, that's a deep cut. <laughs> I'm in the deep lore today. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to the live show. We are almost done with season four of Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, the lowest of all the Star Treks, and some would say the highest as well. Uh, how have you been, Chris? How's your How's your week been since we last uh, spoke? It's been fine. I actually spent a, a a great deal of time at the office last week. Um, we hired two new people. Oh, you didn't is, tell me you were hiring. Yeah. Um, and are uh, you just, we, are you saying yeah like you did or yeah I deliberately didn't tell you, Anthony? Oh, that, what if I'm looking for a job, Christopher? Every time, every time I try to get you to work there, you would say no. Anyways, um, we hired two new people, and um, one of them was much more experienced than the other one. So uh, our mutual friend, Kel, worked with um, that individual, and I worked with a more experienced person to kind of get them more acclimated to our way of doing things. They came from a rival MSP. Mm. And um, so I was at the office pretty much all week. Couple things I missed about code of the office. Number one, actually going to lunch with other people. Uh, oh, you know you can do that without actually going to the office. So you just go to lunch. Yeah, yeah. No, I do. I just can't leave because I don't have a car. Um, oh, and, and no one's going to come get me. <laughs> so, uh, okay. yeah, you called me acquaintance earlier, and don't you can't make that indignant face now. Uh, <laughs> either way, uh, mm -hmm. went and got mm -hmm. some catfish. That was a lot of fun. Oh, um, nice. I had a pretty good week. You go down overall. to that, that place in the corner? I did. Okay. Um, and uh, other than that, you know, just uh, over the weekend, I uh, mentioned it, I think, a week or two ago, playing some Fallout. I uh, downloaded Fallout 4 on my Xbox in the living room. Speaking of Fallout, they released the trailer for the Fallout television show today, oh, April 24th, 2024. Interesting. Is it uh, based on any, is it its own thing? I believe it is going to be a completely separate, brand new, I'm sorry, not 24th, 26th, it's a Friday, uh, based on a new vault, Vault 33 in Los Angeles, and one Walter Scoggins? Coggins? Smoggins? Doggins? Um, oh God, he, he's been in a bunch of things. Uh, I believe you. Um, and uh, no, he's great. So That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I um, That's really cool. Yeah, that's all. That's yeah. all I'm gonna say to that, but I'll, I'll definitely be watching that. We'll be reviewing that. I'm sure. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I went to a Greatest Generation podcast live show, uh, in which they had a super fan there dressed as God. <laughs> uh, and Was it just he, someone's big head. <laughs> he had no. He, he had like the he had like a robe and like a big uh, beard and all this and the hair. Uh, and he had uh, the lady that was with him. Uh, had a dress that looked like the Enterprise. And I said like mm. 1701D, like had the color. So it was God in his spaceship, which I thought was extremely clever. Which is really, God's need with a starship. He found it. It doesn't matter. He found it. I actually, somebody told me, uh, a, a person that I know that I don't know if you know, so I almost said mutual friend. Uh, but this guy I work with uh, mentioned that that line was actually improv by mm. Shatner. Well, I mean, it's probably his best acting. So. <laughs> Second best. I, I like. I wanted to tell that story, even though I think I already told you some of that, anyways, offline. Because 
it segues right into what we're watching this week, Chris, which is Star Trek, or what we're reviewing this week, I should say, which is Star Trek Lower Decks. We might watch it, too. Season 4, Episode 8, Caves. Caves. What a bounce back, Chris. What a bounce back. Yeah, I re-listened. I mean, I edited our last uh, review for Episode 7, and... And then I, I, I re-listen to it, which is not something I usually do. Like, I, I'll listen to, like, I, I got the whole thing. The thing is good. Then I put it out there. And I noticed, I was like, man, that's a, it's a little short. It's a little short. So I re-listened to it. And I felt, I feel like I, I need to maybe apologize to the people, to you, to myself, for being a little disingenuous uh, about that episode. I don't think it was, I think I didn't like it. I think that's what it all comes down to is I just, I don't think I cared for that episode. And I think it comes across in how I'm reviewing it and how long we're talking about it and all of that. But I don't think I actually said it because I just, I couldn't believe that I just didn't like or didn't, it's not that I hated it. I just didn't care for Lower Decks episode. Yeah, Yeah, it was far from my favorite. And so this, this week's though, full 180, Christopher, full 180. Do you think uh, part of it might have just been because you, I, mean, I mean, you talked about it. You're mm-hmm. just tired of Badgie. Maybe I think that I think my criticism, where they had three villains who each could have handled a full episode, but they they had to parse out their 22 minute, yeah, their less than you know their chunk out of their 22 minutes just wasn't good enough. It just wasn't good enough. Um, but I'm glad that they've put them all to rest. Let's talk about caves. Caves. Yes, the Lower Deckers go on a classic cave mission. What a fantastic (laughs) blurb. Maybe the best and most accurate blurb we have gotten in Star Trek review history. It's sitting at an 8.0 out of 10 stars on IMDb. What is the, uh, how does that compare here? I think that might be one of only two 8.0s for the entire season. Yeah, Tuvix still sitting high at 8.27975. Seven eight, seven seven, seven nine, seven four. I feel a little uh, validated now, and then eight point oh. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Uh, I have kind of tipped my hand a little bit, so why don't you take the uh, take the reins, Chris? As it were, what did you think? What were what were your initial thoughts, opinions, feelings? This is a safe space. So the last Caves episode of Star Trek that I watched was, in fact, um, when uh, Kang and Worf and Jadzia uh-huh. go look for the Sword of Kaelas. Of course. Great episode. I Up to that point, I would not have described a Batleth as a sword. So no, I felt pretty I, good about it. I would I would describe it as dumb. Uh, <laughs> I am on the record Batleths are the dumbest fictional weapon I think I've seen in a long time. Irregardlessly. Great episode. While while I was watching it, I was like, man, these caves, like they just like, where are they? Where are the caves? Like, I know it's some soundstage. I know it's a set somewhere, but, and I get that all caves look the same, but We're do just they just clicking through these page, these, uh, cave pictures. Do here, they yeah. just, do they just like paint over the styrofoam? Like, oh, how does it I mean, work out? I mean, I just want to know. I, I don't know. I assume they're just different angles or they're chunks of styrofoam. They can move around. Like they all have to be the same sound studio. For all of them. And I haven't gone through this episode with a fine tooth comb. I'm sure someone else will if they haven't already and said, oh, this is a shot from this episode's cave. Oh, this is a shot from that episode's cave yeah. and just gone through because you know that that's what they did. Well, the the 
because this is this is almost a clip show, but it, yeah. it, it's the best it's, kind of clip show. It's much less a clip show is more more of a like flashback episode. Um, and we'll go ahead and spoil them as we go along. But during uh, <laughs> Rutherford's event, oh, we're going to uh, skip to his. OK, um, when he's in there with Dr. Ta'an, I'm pretty sure that's the cave mm-hmm. with the, the pillar of water from Next Generation. Oh yeah, remember yeah. with um with Kirk and uh not with Kirk, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Picard, Wesley, uh-huh. and random guy who gets crystallized mm-hmm. um <laughs> when they crash their shuttle. Sure. Um I'm pretty sure that's the cave, like with the different uh entry points and then the, Are you sure it's the staircase. The cave with like the water with all the trill in it, and then they do the thing. No, I feel like it's a cave on trill, but you know what? It might be. We can both be right. <laughs> what's it? What's it called? Like the the last mission? I think is what I it's re- called. I don't recall. Star Trek. Uh, final mission. Yeah, it turns out to be mission. Turns to nightmare. Rupert Carter seriously injured. Final mission. Let's go ahead and Google that. All in all, I think I, I think it was a great episode. A lot of fun. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> Where? Yeah. Uh, lots Sorry. of. Sorry. Um, when it comes to each character. We've we have maligned, I think, a few instances in which characters don't get any real growth. I think it's because we get to see that growth off screen, mm. um, and this was a great opportunity for them to actually show it to us. Like, hey, these characters can evolve. You know, they just never we never see it because they're too busy having these crazy hijinks. Um, sure. Boimler learning to accept, you know, not everything's perfect, right? Like. Um, not every Starfleet officer is going to be perfect. We're all different kinds of people. Um, Mariner being able to, you know, get along with the Delta shift, you know, those scumbags. Um, she outgrows her the, prejudice. prejudices yeah. yeah, from her youth, if you will. Yeah. yeah. So. And uh, Tindy gets to tell a story we already knew, <laughs> but expand on it a good bit. So I'm going to, I'm going to send an image to our producer. Hopefully they can post it. Um, but I'm pretty sure this is that cave. Uh, I'll just get it in here. But yeah, no great yes. episode. I think the 8.0 is probably a little low in my personal opinion. Sure. Um, so I thought uh, I thought it what was a great it, deal it, of fun. I think the one thing keeping it from being a 10 is... Uh, Those guys from the animated series? The, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just... I don't know. It, the, the one thing keeping it from being a 10 is... I, I feel like some of the flashbacks... like they're, They are all the most ridiculous thing you can come up with. I didn't. I don't. I don't care for uh, the conspiracy guy. I just don't care for it. I, I never did really care for him or the idea that there would be like a, a Starfleet truther in Starfleet <laughs> and the uh, the Vendorians. It was just a bit much. But then, I mean, I, I say that, but then it, it came back around at the end, and I'll, I laughed quite a bit. Ha <laughs> ha! You have fallen for our morality gambit. Our morality trap. <laughs> and they they're. they're tentacles waving in the sky <laughs> and even while that's happening it's and it's clear that they're going to be saved boy was like no 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 we're not friends we're not friends yeah, trying to back out trying to get trying to get out of this yeah the producer's got the images back to back here if you want to check those out real quick so i guess yeah. the only real difference is this is more this is more a water feature and the other mm. one's a little pond yeah um but like just the general layout with the with the steps somehow yeah. there's steps in the caves yeah well i mean if if you know when you're when you're an alien race who eventually turn into some weird wraith of course you would need steps 
conveniently placed steps. Here is a I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna one up. And here is a picture of the Trill Cave. I am also see. I'm you're not the only one who can send things to the producer. I can't. Here's a picture of I'm the not. Well, no, I can also do it. So let's. You're letting let's this happen, Trill Cave. producer. Let's do the Trill Cave. How dare you? Let's see what that looks like. See, we can expand out. It's, oh, it's not the greatest of. Uh, okay, I can quality, see that. But it's definitely like the pool, and then you have the outcropping above it. It's definitely the Trill Cave. I can see that. Maybe they're the same set. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, that's a distinct possibility that they are the same set. Hundred uh, percent. Uh, Trill cave. But they revisit this cave or a version in, of it in, in Discovery. Discovery. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm looking at. Oh, yeah. Okay. Trill cave. I literally Googled. DS9. I didn't Google. I binged it. I binged Trill Cave. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Actually, no. I think I did Google it. I don't know. Whatever this the search bar does here. Pathetic. Uh, and that's the first thing that came up. The caves of Makala. Yeah. Why not both? Why? Why not both? Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. See, like that that image, not so much. The other one that you the first one that you posted definitely I think it and the final mission cave probably share some similarities there. Oh, this is the the discovery one. Yeah. I didn't see that pop up. Yeah, it's it's well, it's hundred percent a different set. For sure. It's been decades. <laughs> Literally. It's hundred percent a different set. Literally. For sure. For sure. So uh, good uh, pictures, good caves, lots of good caves. <laughs> Love a good cave mish. What's your favorite cave mission? And Fear, it, uh, hold on, I don't want. To, hold on, hold on. Hold okay, on. okay. What is your favorite cave mission that's actually a cave? And what is your favorite cave mission in where in in which you are in a cave but you're not mm -hmm. actually in the cave? I'm not sure. I follow on the second one. I'm trying Holodex. to think of holodex. Oh. And no, when, I'm not gonna. And, I'm not and, even gonna go into and, that. And when Riker may or may not have his mind being influenced by a weird-looking alien. Kid. That's true. The little alien kid that never shows up again. Yeah. Of cool concepts. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. You're with family now. Yeah. Never see him again. Yeah. First yeah. orphanage trip they came by. That kid was. Well, gone. it's it's because they because he uh, was able to. His parents left him there, right? And so I don't he, remember. Yeah. Why Why would they keep him on the Enterprise? It's not I, like he's anyone's kid there. Okay. Get out of here. Orphan. Yeah, you're right. The, the Starship Enterprise should never take in orphans. <laughs> they just don't have the, the foster system support that they need to exactly. control these children. Exactly. My favorite cave mission, my, it's not, I don't, is it a cave mission? Is the finale of Deep Space Nine. But mm. knowing that you haven't seen that, I'm going to pivot. Okay. I've said that. That's all I'm going to say. You know that there's a cave, but guess what? That wasn't really that far fetched. Uh, is, that when Cisco, is that when Cisco joins? Uh, that's not quite, but okay. yes. Um, that's not the exact cave moment I'm thinking of. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, there's a lot of cave. The Bajoran caves get visited a lot. Uh, let me tell you something about the Bajoran caves. They're not that unique <laughs> compared to the rest of the caves of the galaxy. Uh, no, I'm going to go with Captain Picard on Ryza. In his Indiana Jones adventure. Ooh, good one. Yeah. That's my that's what I'm gonna go good with. Luck. Although the one you brought up, the with with Picard and uh young Wesley Crusher and the guy who gets turned to crystal, that's also a good one. But I'm you know, I'm gonna say the Ryza adventure because it's a pleasure planet. Still find okay. some caves though. Okay. <laughs> Still find some caves. Uh I'm gonna go with the devil in the dark throwback. Oh. Devil in the dark. 20 yeah. episode 25 season one of the original series where they fight or they, they they deal with a horta horta which are which are not the guys from the dominion 
despite their names sounding almost identical. I mean, they seem uh, to be <laughs> identical. But they uh, they deal with the rock monster yes. um, in a series of caves. So, man, yeah. what fantastic props. Yeah. I'm going to just, um, just amazing. I'm going to try to yeah. see if I can pull up some pictures of their of the Horta and their eggs here. Devil in the Dark may or may not be my oh, man. band name. <laughs> Devil in the Dark. <laughs> Now click the click the picture of those eggs. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love that early 60s TV ingenuity. Are those just balloons? They look like they're just balloons piled in a corner, but I feel like they would move too much. I have to have maybe they got sand in them or something. Uh I don't know. You know, they're almost like a beach ball. Almost. Like a beach ball that's been spray painted gold. I was yeah, thinking maybe. like basketball or soccer ball, but there aren't any there's some Ridges. There's some weird, yeah. There's no ridges. There's some oblong shapes. Yeah, they're definitely like they got these balls from the local corner market. You know, leftovers from Christmas 1960. The horse was portrayed by stuntman and acrobat Janos Prohaska, who also designed the costume. Prohaska was promised that if he created something good enough, the producers would rent the costume and pr pay Prohaska to play the part. Episode writer Gene Kuhn was convinced of the costume's effectiveness after an impromptu demonstration by Prohaska in the studio. Look at that close-up. Yeah. Interestingly enough, this is William Shatner's favorite episode of the series, and his father died during its filming. Interesting. Well, but good cave. Good cave, Mish. Good cave, Mish. This episode also marks the first appearance of Dr. McCoy's catchphrase, I am a doctor, not a blank, in which he says, <laughs> I am a doctor, not a bricklayer. Not a bricklayer. That's That's good. That's really good. <sighs> oh man, uh, definitely. Uh, if you're out there listening to this, the all all of the two dozen of you, uh, if you would <laughs> let us know what your favorite cave mission is, it's so interesting how often like one of Star Trek's conceits, one of the like the it's in the pitch document. I I don't know if you know this, Chris, but I found a copy. It's on the internet. I'm sure you could Google it, but I downloaded it. And I've read it more than once. Is the pitch for Star Trek the original series? Mm, okay. And one of the things in the pitch is, is that we can travel and we can go visit anywhere. We can reuse sets. So if you just had a, uh, a story or a movie or a television show set in uh, ancient South America and the Aztecs, we could just use that set. We can, it can be an alien culture. It's perfectly fine. And that's something that's like built into the Star Trek DNA is frugalness is what I'm going to say. Yeah. Reusing sets, recoloring things, using sets from other projects and, and bringing them in. How many and, times and what have we you. go to San Francisco? <laughs> oh, we, we've built the miniature for this. We've got this going. We can do it. Let's just keep it going. What is that producer? It uh, Is that the remains of the Horta? Oh, do we have a, a Horta? Uh, I don't want to show a dead Horta. What if they watch? What if they listen to this and the thousands of years it takes for radio signals to reach? I'm beaming this podcast through the sound airwaves off the antenna on my on my roof well like their complaints will be the sounds of two rocks grinding against each other i don't know what do you want to say? <laughs> fair enough uh but with with that kind of in the dna of star trek it makes sense that oh once we have a cave set we can keep going to yeah. caves it is a bit comical how often it happens though well, like the the that one cave they i really like that cave they go to mm, in so next gen when they're escaping the crystalline entity. Sure. And, and Riker thinks he's about to explore some caves and his lady friend gets straight up vaporized. Mm. Um, I really like that cave set. 
It's a good so. cave set. Oh, you know what? We for, like so the producer is pulling up this picture. Um, this is construction yellow, like yellow construction foam. Just mm. comparing that to <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. That's definitely. a good episode. We should we should watch that episode one day. We should just pick rant. We can get all the episodes, put them in a jar, like write them on a little slip of paper, just pull one out, watch it, review it. Completely out of order. All Star horrible. Trek? It was the original series. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm gonna throw in some animated series in there too, just for you. <laughs> just for you. No, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, you know, we're we're forgetting they went to a Star Trek cave in a movie. Like a good chunk of Star Trek insurrection takes place. Like they take the people and they run to the caves and they're in the caves. Uh I don't remember that part. I'm fairly certain. I will no, I here's the I totally believe you. I've seen Insurrection once because that's how many times that movie needs to be seen. I don't I don't need <sighs> to see I don't need to see Worf with his Klingon acne. That was a really again. that was a really good joke. It's a really really good joke. No, I've, no, I've only I, I all jokes aside, I've only ever seen it once. I think I've started it a couple times, but I've only ever seen it the one time. Let's see. Yeah, I, it's actually one of my. I really like it. I'm a I'm a Star Trek Insurrection truther. I think, I think it's a good movie. I think our mutual fr- a friend Kel really likes Insurrection. Oh, I, I think it's my favorite. Yeah. So, uh, regardless, I'm just saying that the Star Trek caves made it to the silver screen, which is not something either of us has ever done. So I'm uh, I'm in it. I'm trying to think, I'm in like, it. well, they do. They go to a really big cave in Wrath of Khan. True. Yeah. Yeah. And they, really, in, I, when I think Star Trek a, caves, though, I don't really think uh, the old one. Like, I think 90s yeah, Trek also, for sure. They're also in a cave in Undiscovered Country. Like, there's Are a they? Whole, there's a whole like 20 minutes when they're on the, the dilithium mines of Urupente. Yeah, but that's a mine. That's not really a cave, right? Like, are they get, it's not, <laughs> a cave is a natural formation. I guess. It's just they're in it. I mean... <laughs> Let's, let's look at the definition of cave no. please there actually uh, is one on if you look up cave on memory alpha the first thing it does is it gives you a def, uh, a, a large underground chamber typically oof, of natural you're, origin you're gonna get me on that technicality of the word <laughs> typically aren't you oh man it's cave-ish it's not mm. a cave it's cave it's what you would call cave adjacent Ooh, <laughs> cave adjacent Ugh. You're hurting me. Um, I do way, have a question I, I, about I, this particular episode. Go ahead. Um, Rutherford. He's daddy. Uh, if he... I'm going to type up an am I the asshole post for Rutherford for not telling his friends about him giving birth. And But do you think that he was wrong for not sharing it before then? I mean... Like he shares like, oh yeah, just like the time that we had our cave baby. Well, I <laughs> look on their faces. Yeah, I think that like Boimler's Boimler, Boimler's eyebrow is really good. Uh, I think that like in the context of Star Trek, I think it makes more sense for him that he probably wouldn't mention it. Sure, um, maybe because like Doctor Taana told him not to do it, right? Like because maybe what, she it, doesn't want people to know. Yeah, that well, she doesn't want surrogate mother. She doesn't want Shax to know uh, that she and Rutherford. Like had a baby. They raised a baby. I mean, she wasn't really involved in the making of the baby. She's pretty attached to it at the end of there. But but yeah, Um, she's a great great mother. But so not like you know. I just don't think like once Shax finds out that there's a baby bear, an actual baby bear. You know, like what? What? I mean, he's too good of a dude to actually do something to Rutherford. I just think, like, maybe I that think like, he would completely understand. Yeah, I think Taana just doesn't want anyone else to know 
that she's even remotely warm. <laughs> you know, I think she's, I, she does have the worst bedside manner yeah. of any doctor. So in Star Trek history, I, th- I think that's just what it is. She's the ranking officer. She said, Rutherford, keep your mouth shut. Don't tell anyone about this. Mm, um, okay. Maybe with the exception of the captain. Um, well, they have, they brought, I don't, what they do with the kid. I guess they leave it with their people. So yeah, that's how they I, do. I, I suppose. assume. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, speaking of which, the captain. So you're saying Shax, you're saying not the asshole is what you're trying to say. No, no, no. In the context of Star Trek. Oh, you got to give all the context. But, I, but in you're real saying, life, IRL. <laughs> yeah, in I, IRL. To 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 Mariner, um, Boimler, and Tindy. He's an asshole. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, like, but not really an asshole if, if he was ordered not to say anything about it. Okay. All right. But speaking of the doc, speaking of uh, the captain and Shax, their voice actors did some heavy lifting this episode. Okay, good. I, I didn't look it up. I was going to ask. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was I like, think... the leader of the Vendorians was the captain, right? Yeah. Like that was, of course. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Yeah. Glad yeah. they got some uh, some work in yeah. on this episode. I feel like Fred Tascatore is he does like a vo- he does like two or three voices in episodes. So. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Uh, he's what we'd call. <clears throat> Talented, <laughs> one of the most talented people on on uh, in the cast. Yeah, I was okay. gonna say on the set. Then I remember they're animated. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh man. Uh, so do you do you have a cave story? We've talked about our favorites, but have you ever been in a cave? Yeah. So um, where we live, mm-hmm. near it. Yes. Let me rephrase that. Within about a two-hour drive, which is very. It's a very. It's a long. Anyways. There's a, I, there is a, a famous cave, a yes. cavern. Uh, I went there once with my dad's parents, probably in the early nineties when they were still getting around pretty well. Okay. Um, and we were walking around. I was still in Boy Scouts. Um, I've been to caves in Boy Scouts, but none, none of them are as funny as this. We sat down to take a rest because my grandparents are, yeah, they were in their sixties then. And this lady was telling us about the, the cavern and, all the different formations and the, there's a famous, it's, it's like the a only, tour. The, the only known instance of a butterfly formation in, in all of the world. So if, if you can figure that out, you've already found out where I've been. First of all, some dumbass college kids broke it off uh, and got sued Yeah, for millions of dollars. That's yes. interesting. Uh, but in this instance, we're sitting there and my grandfather's looking around and he goes, what is that? And we turn in on the, the sheer face where you can see like the rivet, like how the water and the minerals have created mm-hmm. a pattern. My, my grandfather called it the nude climber. Uh, it, it just it just looked like a guy with a huge butt climbing this rock face. And I, I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Again, I was like 12. Sure, uh, sure. And uh, my, my, my mother was embarrassed. My dad couldn't stop laughing. My grandmother was embarrassed. My sisters didn't know what to do. And then the tour lady was like, I'm not going to call it that. Uh, but he was like, no, you can make it part of the tour, the nude climber. Uh, oh, and ever good. since then, it's just been stuck up here. Have you gone uh, back? I have been back. I couldn't find it, but I didn't get to, I, I didn't do the entire cavern. Oh, because there, there's like a short tour and then a long yeah. tour. Yeah. yeah. And they had okay. certain, they have certain parts closed off. Sure. For, I don't want to use the word reasons. renovation, but, uh, <laughs> but they, I mean, but I, I couldn't see it. So, gotcha. but I did get to see the broken butterfly. I did see, I've seen the butterfly a few times and I have seen the broken butterfly. It's yeah. uh, it's pretty messed up, actually. Uh, I did not know they got sued for millions. I knew they yeah. got arrested. Yeah. Like, because it's, you know, vandalism. 
like if I recall correctly, they stole it and then they were like taking like they took it and then they got caught with it or they were taking pictures and posting it or sharing it with people or whatever. Yeah. Like it's, it's some dumb like. <sighs> Anyways, that's a good that's a good cave story, my friend. That's a very good cave story. I don't. I've been to those same caverns. They're fantastic. Uh, I don't have any interesting anecdotes out of them, so I'm glad I, uh, I'm glad you were able to share. Glad you were able to share. Well, uh, second best episode this season, hundred percent. Maybe after the the Voyager episode. Oh, I mean, they I'm started thinking. off strong. They started off so. really strong. Uh, uh, it's a nice day for an or Orion wedding. I know that's not the name of the episode, but something borrowed, um, something green. Yeah, is really good too. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I'm going to call this the top three for sure. Like it's in the, it's one of the better episodes this season of a season that, for the most part, has been really good. I might not be as enthusiastic about all the episodes, but they're all been good. Uh, and this one's definitely a highlight. Uh, we're getting down to the, the last two episodes, and you'd already given a prediction that in the penultimate episode we'd have the return of the starship thieves. Mm-hmm. And we would start going down that route, which they did not feature in this episode, the pen penultimate episode. If I know how that word works, is that Latin? I really don't know. Magic. Yeah, it's, it's all just magic words. Uh, the Pope speaks it and something's supposed <laughs> to happen. I don't understand it. I, I'm a plebe. No, so I'm looking forward to that because I actually, I, I am bought into your theory that we're going to get that kind of closing plot through this season. Uh, do you think, I'm going to, since we've already given that prediction and... I don't want to. Um, I don't want to add on to that prediction. Like I don't want to change it or anything. I'm going to ask for a different prediction. Do you think that all of our upper and lower deckers are going to make it to season five? If I, I, if I, if I'm correct, mm-hmm. I feel like they just announced that Boimler and Beckett would be on another episode of a different Star Trek show. Okay, I'm not like they're doing it again. I think so. I think I read that somewhere. Uh, that doesn't feel right. But which okay. could have been just an AI generated thing that the internet <laughs> did. Yeah, um, probably. I know. I mean, they were just in Strange New Worlds, and I don't see them doing that again. The way that that was set up. Uh, let's see. Beckett, Lower Decks crossover. But even if it's not them two, do you think we're gonna keep? I think that if we think we'll keep all of the lower deckers, at least our our main. Yeah. Well, our main four, I don't know about our new Vulcan lower decker, but do you think everyone's going to make it? Yes. Okay. I think, well, maybe I, so I've been watching a lot of TOS and one of the episodes is the quorum bite maneuver, which is a really interesting episode where Kirk essentially just makes up something and bluffs his way out and deals with Clint Howard as a, as a small child. So I, I wonder if those aliens that are capturing all the ships, if provisional Lieutenant to Lynn mm-hmm. is going to go with them. And that's their, that's their way of getting uh, rid of her is like, interesting, you know, Hey, you're off the ship, but you're, you're not going to rejoin the Vulcans because you've moved past that <laughs> emotionally. Um, sure. And I just, uh, that's, I have, I have that feeling deep right here. Okay. So, okay. All right. I, I could see that. I can see that. I'm, I'm eager to, I'm eager for these next few episodes. Uh, it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. That's all I got. You don't have a prediction. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> I don't do predictions because you can't be wrong if you never tell anyone what you think. Yeah, but you and I think you're actually really good at it. I usually agree with you. So <laughs> I get to agree with you. And so we celebrate your wins together. And when you're wrong, I get to make fun of you and I get to celebrate. So either way, I win. I'm not sure if that's how that works. Uh, it's 100% fair, how it works. But fair. <laughs> so, All right. Do you have an idiot of this episode? No. 
I mean, I don't really. defend Dorians for having morality plays, like extremely convoluted morality plays. No, like, that's just their culture, man. I never would call someone's culture idiotic. Look, the, I can't, the only thing I can't stand are people who are intolerant of other people's cultures. <laughs> and the and Dutch. And the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a, just a classic. Just... Probably like, the, you funny, know, the you funniest know that, line in that entire movie. Like, somebody wrote that down. Somebody thought of it and laughed about it for a week, wrote it down, like wrote it on a wall somewhere, <laughs> left, came back, started laughing. Like, that's just so, that's got to be one of those times when you just know you've struck gold. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. And they're like, okay, hey, how Mike, do I write a whole movie so that somebody gets to say this? Mike, check this out. I, I wrote this line as a, on, a, on a cocktail napkin at, the, at Studio 65 or whatever a couple months ago. Check this out. Can we? Do you think we can Mike, Michael Caine to say it? Yeah, of course I can get Michael Caine to say it. <laughs> so yes. Michael Caine, <laughs> I've got a brilliant line for you. Do you think movie. it was always the Dutch? I think it's such an innocuous, like for an for an American, like that's such a weird. Well, it's because um, Goldmember is Dutch. Yeah. So yeah, it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. Or <laughs> sign us out, man. Stay healthy. Stay hydrated, and uh, let. All of your friends tell their cave story. Even if it's even, an artificial cave. Yeah, I was gonna say, even if it's not a cave. Thanks, guys. Bye. The angle has landed. <sighs> Don't forget to claim your five gaming loot. Yeah, interestingly enough, the. Um, Sci-Fi Wise Guys account isn't paying for Amazon Prime, so... <laughs>